بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد we thank you know our brother who's uh, made the start to the conference and in Hasdan you know calling me Sheikh Barakallahu fihi alhamdulillah you know I prefer to be called Ustad or brother Riyan and alhamdulillah uh, thank you zakara khair and to our brother for Hasdan secondly brothers and sisters we discuss our topic and which is with us today and that is concerning the rectification of, of the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the rectification of the Ummah and bringing it its Izzah and its glory, its victory as you know the Ummah is made up of families, societies and in each one of those they are individuals, individuals. And each individual needs to be rectified for a society and need to be rectified. Each individual needs to embark upon rectification for the society as a whole and need to be, to be rectified. And when an individual looks towards himself or herself how can I improve myself or how can I better myself or how can I change myself how can I rectify myself that person needs to look at first and foremost their heart the person needs to look and examine and consider neither the heart because the heart plays a major role in the rectification of a person the rectification of families societies and the whole of this of this ummah we will read through some of the any kalam of the past scholars and regarding the heart making us understand the position of the heart the importance of the heart and to our bodies and our our society first and foremost we have a speech which has been attributed to ibn qudama ta'ala whereby he says ashraf ma insan that the noblest of thing or the noblest part of a person is his heart is his heart for indeed by it by his heart he comes to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning it is his heart which leads a person to know Allah to have knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is the heart which causes the person to act for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is the heart which causes a person 
to seek Allah, to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to do those actions for Allah, Azza wa Jal. وَإِنَّمَا الْجَوَارِحِ أَتْبَاعٌ وَخَدَّامٌ And he says that indeed the limbs, the limbs, meaning the feet, the legs, the hands, the arms, the eyes, the speech, atba' They are merely a follower of the heart and they serve the heart. They follow, I need the heart, and they serve the heart. يَسْتَخْدِمُهَا الْقَلْبِ اسْتِخْدَامَ الْمُلُوكِ لِلْعَبِيدِ The heart utilizes and controls the limbs like a master controls its slave, its servant. Like a master controls its slave. And it's and it's servant. فَمَنْ عَرَفَ قَلْبُهُ فَمَنْ عَرَفَ قَلْبَهُ عَرَفَ رَبَّهُ And whosoever is aware of his heart, he is aware of the state of his heart, he is aware of the attributes of his heart and how his heart works, then he will be aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will be aware of his Lord. وَأَكْثَرُ النَّاسِ جَاهِلُونَ بِقُلُوبِهِمْ وَنُفُوسِهِمْ And says, most of the people, they are ignorant of their hearts and their own selves. They are ignorant of their hearts and their own selves. So we see here, from the kalam of Ibn Qudama, we see the position of the heart, we see how the heart is in control of the rest of the body. And, and we see that the heart is that affair, that matter, that particular part of the body by which a person utilizes to know Allah Azza wa Jal, to act for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to seek the, and the reward of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, we have the kalam of Ibn Qayyim, Rahmullahu ta'ala. And likewise, he mentions that indeed the noblest part of a person is his heart. And likewise, he mentions that by way of the heart, the person comes to know Allah Azza wa Jal and seeks. The reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that the heart is that mudra, it is that part of the body which has love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is of mahal al-iman al-irfan it is that place and that location of knowledge of iman and knowledge so that heart is that place where knowledge iman is placed Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Knowledge of the religion That knowledge which benefits And brings about Those fruits That we want and In our religion And he says It is what The messengers addressed And it is what the messengers were sent to 
I need to to rectify the hearts, to teach the affairs which will bring about that goodness and that rectification and from the hearts. والمقصوص بأشرف العطايا من الإيمان والعقل and the heart has been specifically given the noblest of gifts the noblest of gifts which is Iman and Aql reasoning Iman and any reasoning وإنما الجوارح أتباع للقلب and the limbs they are merely followers of the heart the heart he controls and uses the limbs the way a master <coughs> controls his slave controls his servant and Ibn Qayyim continues and he mentions and what you see and what that occurs from the limbs, from obedience and disobedience, from obedience, from good deeds, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, righteous deeds, and al-ma'asi, disobedience, sins, that these are the effect and the result of what is in the heart. The effect and the result that comes and stems from from the heart. فَإِنْ أَظْلَمَ أَظْلَمَتْ الْجَوَارِحِ And if the heart transgresses, then the limbs, they transgress. If the heart is unjust, then the limbs will be unjust. وَإِنْ إِسْتَبَارَةِ إِسْتَبَارَتْ And if the heart is restored and is and is purified, then the limbs likewise they are purified. <coughs> they are restored to their purpose that they were made for. And likewise, we have another kalam of the Qayyim Ta'ala, whereby he says, indeed, the position of the heart to the limbs is like a king which controls its army its army which or who does and carries out everything he commands and this is the position of the heart the limbs they carry out everything that the heart and he commands whatever everything that the heart commands them to do from good and evil the limbs, they are merely followers. So the heart is like the engine and the wheel. And the limbs, they merely and they follow. If it turns right, it turns right with it. If it goes left, it goes left. If it stops, it stops. So we see here, brothers and sisters, the position of the heart with regards and he to the rest and he of the body. And he says that all of the limbs, they are servants to the heart and they are within its control. And from it, meaning from the heart, they gain their uprightness, 
They gain the uprightness or deviation. They gain and they attain uprightness or deviation. So the limbs, they follow the heart regarding everything that he, it, and he decides and intends. So the, heart, the limbs mean he executes what the heart has intended. And then he brings the hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ala wa inna fil jasadi mudghah Iza salahat salahal jasadu kullu Wa iza fasadat fasadal jasadu kullu Ala wa hiya al-qalb So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Indeed in the body there is a piece of flesh there's a part and in our body that if it is sound, then the rest of the body and it will be sound. And if it's rectified, then the rest of the body will be rectified. And if it is corrupt, then the whole body will be and corrupt. And indeed, it is none other than than the heart. It is none other than than the heart. So Ibn Qayyim, he mentions that indeed to pay attention and give care to the rectification of the heart so that the heart is sound, upright, and good, that is something which takes precedence. That is an affair which takes precedence and is an affair which with our salaf, and they took, they put it as something which takes and precedence, and it as well takes precedence, and it in in our lives, make sure that our heart is sound and not deviating, deviating, and to that which will cause and it harm. Then we look at another kalam of Ibn Qayyim. Again, showing us the position of the heart, the importance of the heart. And he says, لما علم عدو الله إبليس أن المدار على القلب والاعتماد عليه أجلب عليه بالوساوس. So when Iblis, the enemy of Allah, came to understand that the affair, and he revolves around the heart, meaning that a person is controlled by his heart and goes with his heart and the dependence of and the body on its on the heart then it saw he started to whisper to it he started to and he to whisper to the heart وَزَيِّنَ لَهُ مِنَ الْأَقْوَالِ وَالْعَمَالِ مَا يَسُدُّهُ عَنِ الطَّرِيقِ So Iblis, he whispered different types of desires and it to the heart. He brought a lot of types of desires and it to the heart. And he beautified for it different types of speech and actions which will divert it away from the path will divert it away and it from from the path and that which cuts it off cuts the heart off and it from the path of 
and his success. This Kalam Ibn Qayyim and it is very important in us understanding and in the situation with our hearts. And again, that all of our affairs return back to this heart that we have, that we cultivate and nurture, or the heart that we neglect, that Iblis understood, he came to understand how the heart works. So therefore, his focus was to whisper to the heart, because that is the way to divert the limbs. That is the way to divert the limbs, to misguide the limbs, to misguide any, a person from the path of Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he brought desires, exposed the heart to desires and beautified falsehood to the heart. Beautified actions, the haram, actions, that are corrupt and sayings and knowledge that are corrupt he beautified it to the heart to cut it off from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to divert it away from other than that then Ibn Qayyim he says indeed evil deeds indeed evil deeds they stem and they come from the facade those bad deeds those evil deeds where they come from where they originate from from the corruption of the intent of the of the heart the corrupted intent corrupted intention and corrupted desires and the off of the heart he says then the evil action that the person performs it increases the heart in an illness in disease it makes the heart and he harder so if I yes that maradan ala maradi hatta yamut so here we see a corrupted heart from the kalam al-qayyim a heart which has a corrupted intent, a corrupted desire and wants, it performs an evil action. Then that evil action has an effect on the heart itself. That evil action, he returns with something which is even more corrupt. It hardens the heart further. It hardens the heart further and increases the heart in the diseases of the heart. Until that it continues and continues, of course, if a person does not rectify it, Yamut, the heart dies. The heart and he dies. He dies and there is no life in it anymore. And no life of Iman. And no Noor, no light, no guidance. And he says, and all of this is a consequence of the whisperings of the shaitan. The whisperings and the of, of the shaitan. So an emphasis here, brothers and sisters, and for us to wake up and realize 
the importance of looking after our heart. Our hearts, they are, it is in the driving seat, driving our limbs, taking our limbs to good or to evil. And for you as well, brothers and sisters, for you to understand and regarding the hearts of your children as well. So this enables you to further understand your children and helps you to nurture your children because you need to address the heart in your methodology and your skills that you use to give tarbiyah to your children for them to learn Islam, for them to do good deeds, for them to stay away from that which is prohibited, you need to use those means that will affect the heart. Because it is the heart which is in the driving seat, which controls those limbs. So do not neglect them. And you do not neglect your children. Do not neglect learning those ways on how you can nurture their hearts. To nurture and their hearts. That's very important that goes on in the homes. That goes on in the homes. And if you have the ability to travel or the ability to place your children in an Islamic school, then do so because that tarbiyah continues when they are in school. Indeed, it is much better. Why? Because the Muslim teacher looks at the Muslim student as their brothers and sisters, as the community that is going to grow up. This is the future. The Muslim children is the future, will replace them. So you find with the teachers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them tawfiq, they will nurture those children to the best of their ability, nurture their hearts so that they grow up as upright Muslims with understanding, with knowledge, with akhlaq, and with manners. But of course, that is not the sole responsibility of the teacher. The parents, first and foremost, they need likewise to address that and the issue and nurture and their children and protect them. Nurture the heart. If you have an opportunity to place your children in Islamic school, brothers and sisters, go and do that. As advised by Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan, even if you have to travel, even if you have to move, because they are the future. They are the future of your house. They are the ones who are going to look after you. They will be the ummah and it's tomorrow. So therefore sacrifice to the best of your ability and for your children. Then we will look at some of the kalam of Ibn Taymiyyah rahmallahu ta'ala and again concerning the heart and the diseases of the heart. And he says that the diseases of the hearts is a type of fasad, is a type of corruption 
that occurs, I need to eat, that occurs to the heart. And the disease of the heart, they corrupt a person's understanding. Person's understanding of true knowledge, understanding of the reality. And likewise, it corrupts the heart's intention, the heart and the desires. So the shahawat, the desires, and those corrupt desires that are out there, they are exposed to the heart and they affect any the heart until the heart does not see the truth. Does not see the truth. Or they perceive the truth to be to be falsehood, to be opposite to its reality. And likewise, it affects the irada, the intention, the intent that the person comes to hate the truth. That truth which is beneficial to him, he starts to hate it. And instead, he comes to love al-batil al-dar, falsehood, falsehood that is harmful. So we see here by the kalam of Muhammad Taala, that the diseases of the heart they affect two things. It can affect two things, and in the heart, the understanding of knowledge and the intent of the heart. So that the person comes to see the truth to be something which is false, or something which is totally corrupt, not true. And likewise, it affects the intent of the heart, what the heart desires, wants to do. And it corrupts, and in that, a person starts to hate the truth and prefers falsehood. The pleasures that they find and in that falsehood. Sins, and for example. So we see here, that the maradul qalb, the diseases of the heart, affect a person's understanding of, of knowledge. Of knowledge. So if you're going to learn, or you're going to teach your children, ensure that they are learning according to the correct methodology, and they understand this knowledge correctly. They understand and this knowledge correctly. So that what they want, what they desire, what they want and desire will be likewise and correct, will be and sound. So it is very important to pay attention to the diseases and the of the hearts. When the hearts and become ill. And Ibn uh, and he mentions that the diseases of the heart, they are more severe than the diseases of the body. More severe. The consequences of the diseases of the heart is so much more severe than the diseases of the body. And indeed, when we have a pain or an ailment in our bodies, see how we are, we want to take the medicine, we want to see the physician, the doctor, to remove that pain, that physical pain that we feel. See how aware we are of this? 
and how much effort we do to remove disease from our body, our physical body. But Sheikh Saleh Muthaymin, he mentions that the disease of the heart, the ashad, the more severe. And he mentions why, because it leads to halak, it leads to a person's destruction. A person's destruction in this world, and the end, and the next. So therefore we need to preserve the way we learn, that we're learning according to the correct methodology, and we rectify our hearts and remove, and remove those doubts from our hearts, so that our hearts can absorb that knowledge, and can benefit from that knowledge. And then that the heart can have the right intention, and the right desires in what it wants to achieve bi-idhnillahi and ta'ala Ibn Taymiyyah likewise he mentions and regarding doubt when a person has doubt and in their hearts he says it causes pain and to the heart it causes pain to the heart and the heart is in a state of being in a state of unrest until it acquires ilm until it acquires any true knowledge and certainty any in and the affairs and he says that it's been mentioned regarding the scholar who gives an answer and clarifies the truth. He says, قَدْ شَفَانِي بِالْجَوَابِ He has cured me with his answer. He has cured me with his answer. Basically, he has removed that doubt from that question that I had. That doubt that I had, his answer, and he cured me. He removed and he, that doubt and he from the hearts. And likewise he says that the hearts, they die out of complete and total ignorance. Out of complete and total ignorance. And it gets ill and it's diseased due to and a type of ignorance. So the heart has a state where it is in a state that is died, a state where it is diseased, a state where it has life, and shifa, where it is cured. Where it is, and he cured. And he mentions that the uh, dead heart and a heart which is in a state that is considered to be dead or has life or is in a state of being diseased or incure that all of these they are greater they're seen as far greater than that of the body meaning when a heart has life that has a greater station than that of the body the life of the body when the heart has been afflicted with a disease of the heart, then that is more severe than the disease of any of the body, and so on, and so forth that he's mentioned.
And he mentions that a person whose heart is ill, is diseased, that when a shubha or shahwa, a doubt or a desire is presented to it, this makes its disease worse. It makes the disease of the heart any worse. So a heart has already got issues. It's already a heart which is got a type of disease. And of course, we don't mention it or referring to the physical diseases that the doctors can cure with medicine. Okay, we refer to the diseases of the heart that comes and corrupts the heart, the understanding of the heart, understanding of knowledge, and affects what the heart's desire. So he says that when this occurs, the heart is already diseased, has an issue. When other desires and doubts are presented to it, that increases it in its illness. It gets worse. Yet worse. He says, but when the heart acquires wisdom or an admonishment then that is from the means of it achieving its rectification and, and its cure. And, and its cure. Then, from the other kalam that Ibn Taymiyyah he mentions and in his writing regarding the diseases of the heart and its cures, he then presents the Qur'an as the cure for the diseases of the hearts. And he says, The Qur'an is a cure to that which is in the, in the hearts. And it is a cure for whosoever has the diseases of desires and doubts and in their hearts. And he says that in it, in the Quran, there's bayinat, clear proofs, clarification that will remove the haq from, from the baqil, that will separate the truth and from, from that falsehood. For example, the person who has doubt in their religion, doubt regarding an affair that is causing them pain, causing an unrest in their hearts, their heart is not tranquil, not at rest. Therefore, so pondering and reading the Quran, that separates that truth from that falsehood. And it cures the heart. And it removes the diseases of the shubha, the diseases of doubts, the corrupted and the doubts, which corrupts al-ilm, corrupts knowledge and corrupts a person's understanding to the point anywhere that person and due to those diseases they 
do not see the truth to be what it is. They see and they understand the truth to be, and it to be falsehood. But the Quran cues that person, cues his heart, that brings him back to the reality. And now he sees the affairs according to what they really are. Understands the affairs according to what they are. وَفِيهِ مِنَ الْحِكْمَةِ وَالْمَوْعِذَ الْحَسَنَةِ بِالتَّرْغِيبِ وَالتَّرْهِيبِ وَالْقَصَصِ الَّتِي فِيهَا عِبْرَةِ And in it, meaning in the Qur'an, there's wisdom, there's good admonition, and that which encourages and the good, and discourages and the evil. And in it, there are stories in which there are great lessons to be found. And he says that all of this, يُجِبُ صَلَاحِ الْقَلْبِ It compels the rectification of the heart. It compels and the rectification of the heart. وَيُرَغِّبُ الْقَلْبِ فِيمَا يَنْفَعُهُ And it encourages and entices the, the heart and with that which benefits it. And the heart, the heart comes to desire that which benefits it. And wants to achieve that which benefits it. And likewise, it discourages the heart from that which will cause it any harm. So the heart now comes at a stage, at a state where it loves any guidance, it loves uprightness he loves to be upright and he hates misguidance he hates misguidance whilst before that and he says the heart was in the opposite way it loved misguidance and he hated any guidance so he says quran so the Qur'an, he says, it removes the diseases which causes and he that desires the corrupt and he desires and those corrupt aspirations that are found and in some of the hearts until the heart becomes sound. The heart becomes and is sound and the intent the intent of the heart is rectified and the fitr of a person returns back to that which it originally was. The fitrah, the natural disposition of a person, the natural disposition which a person was created upon, that returns and that person, and he likewise now goes back to the original fitrah. That he, that he had. Then Mutaymiyyah he makes a comparison regarding the body and the heart. And he mentions regarding the body when it is diseased, in a state of having a disease. He says that this occurs either due to a nux, a deficiency 
in a substance in the body. Either having a deficiency in the body, a nutrient and a substance that that person and he lacks in the body. So to correct that, and that substance needs to be taken into the body. That nutrient needs to be taken in the body for that to be rectified. Or he says, or the other thing that causes diseases in the body is that there's an increase in the levels <coughs> in one of the substances in the body. The body has too much of a particular substance which and it causes a disease. Which requires for it to be removed, for the body to be brought back to its state. So either, and the diseases of the body, he says, either it occurs that there is a lack of something in the body which needs to be added for it to be brought back to its balance. Or there is an increase in something, a high level uh, amount of something which and it causes a disruption in the body which that needs to be removed for the body to be back to be brought back to its to its balance and then he mentions and regarding and the the heart he says likewise and for the heart and of course the heart as we mentioned before when it is in a state of ignorance, it lacks, lacks knowledge for it to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, by increasing yourself in knowledge and acting upon that knowledge, and that will rectify that doubt and you rectify that as- aspect. And he mentions likewise on the other hand, وَكَذَلِكَ الْقَلْبِ إِذَا تَابَ مِنَ الذُّنُوبِ كَانَ إِسْتِغْفَارًا Likewise the heart When it repents From the sins Then It's removal Of those evil effects And of those sins So it purifies And it purifies And the heart And that and it occurs by way and it off he says what, it, what happens is that then the quwa of the qalb and the strength of the heart the heart that is cleared and its desire and its intent for actions for good actions and good deeds then that now is clear and it's not being subdued it's not being suppressed when a person makes sincere tawbah, brothers and sisters, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all of their sins, their misdeeds, those evil actions and sayings, that removes from the heart that which is causing it to be in a state where it's diseased. So when that occurs, the heart can gain its strength back. Its strength in desiring good deeds, good actions. Its strength in actually desiring the good actions. Because we know when a person is persisting upon sins, 
Neither their desire for good is, is weak. They've been overtaken by these sins. There, neither intent, their desire is weak. And likewise, their desire to do good is weak because they have been overcome by those evil desires. But when a person makes sincere tawbah, sincere tawbah, that removes those evil effects and the, of those sins, and the heart is able to regain its strength. Able to regain and its strength. Now what is the condition of tawbah? Question posed out. Shurut tawbah. What is the conditions of tawbah? A sincere repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sorry? Okay. Jait, it does. So the conditions of Tawbah for a person to make sincere repentance, that repentance that has an effect on the heart, is first and foremost is regret. A person has regret for that sin, acknowledges that that sin is evil, that it is haram, that it is impermissible, so has regret and he falls at sin. Then that person turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Seeks forgiveness. Seeks forgiveness. Ask Allah sincerely. That person is asking sincerely to be forgiven. And that person has the intention that they are not going to return to that sin. Yeah, that point has the intention that he's not going to return only to that sin. And the person does not persist upon that sin. And if there is a haq involved, if there is somebody else's right involved, for example, a person has stolen from somebody, then that right needs to be returned to the best of a person's and the ability. And of course, there are situations where the scholars have made tafsil on how I need to return that haq, I need to the person which owns it. Then, in Taymiyyah, rahmallahu ta'ala, he mentions and he discusses again and he regarding the rectification of the heart. And he says, and one of the things that bring rectification to the heart is being just. Being just, which is the opposite of transgression. The opposite of any wrongdoing. And he says that being just is from having a sound heart from the rectification of the heart as it is known and in that to transgress any wrongdoing they are and from its corruption it leads to the corruption of the heart so he says, every, every type of sin that a person does, that in it that person has committed injustice against his own self. 
a wrongdoing that he's done, that sin is a wrongdoing likewise against his own self. His own and his self. So when a person performs a sin, he has not been just with his himself. He has not been just with his nafs. As he mentions. He's transgressed against his own self. So he says that the rectification of a sound heart is in being just and its corruption is in transgression. So when a person transgresses or commits an injustice against his own self, then he's the volume and he's the mazloom. He's the one who's committed the injustice and he's committed the injustice against his own self. And that is, and he falls in all sins. When a person falls into a sin, he's a volume, he's a wrongdoing, he's done something which is wrong. And the effect of that sin goes back to that person, to that person's heart. So therefore, he's the volum and he's the mazloom. He's done an action, a sin, and he's done wrong. And he's done wrong against his own self. So he's the transgressor and the one transgressed and he against. I say, but when a person is just, when he's just, he's a person who's done justice and he's being just with his own and his own self. Because he says, for the thamara, and the fruits and the effects of actions return back to a person. Min khayrin wa sharrin. An action that is good, the good effects of those actions, and he comes back to the, to the person. The person benefits from that. But when an action is evil, when an action is evil, likewise that action has consequences. It has consequence on that, and in that person. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, He gets rewarded for what? Good. And the good of which he earned, and he is punished. And for the evil which he has earned. So therefore, brothers and sisters, and he do not neglect or be heedless in any action that you do, in any action, especially, of course, actions of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, never think to yourself that it's something minor, it's something very little. It's, has no, there's no harm and it's not going to harm anybody. If it's not harming anybody, you're harming yourself. Being unjust to yourself and you're causing yourself to be corrupt. And you're causing your hearts and it to be corrupt. In Taymiyyah he says, وَالْعَمَلُ لَهُ أَثَرٌ فِي الْقَلْبِ مِنْ نَفْعٍ وَضَرٍ That actions, they have an effect on the heart. They have an effect on the heart. Either 
an effect that is brings a nef, a nefa, a benefit, or a harm, and he causes it any harm. Then we will and mention another little benefit and from uh, Shaykh al-Islam al-Taymiyyah ta'ala and he says and regarding the messengers that and they were sent to affirm a person's fitrah and to affirm the fitrah of, of their nation and to complete it and to perfect it not only to change it from what it was originally created upon or created only for so therefore here another advice brothers and sisters to engage ourselves in regular and in regular and lessons as much as we are able to because for indeed this knowledge that you learn of course from people who are trustworthy in teaching that knowledge that knowledge is from the inheritance of the Prophet the Prophet and all of the Prophets never left any dirham or dinar behind as inheritance never left any money anything that could be inherited what they left behind was ilm knowledge knowledge and that knowledge which the prophets and the messengers they taught to their people that knowledge is in accordance to the fitrah and affirms and the fitra, that disposition which we have been created upon. Our hearts have been created and upon. So the more knowledge you seek, the more you increase yourselves and in knowledge, then that makes you a stronger and a person in your iman and your intention and in good and in this dunya. But knowledge is of no benefit if you do not act upon it. Knowledge is of no benefit if you do not act upon it. So when you learn, brothers and sisters or parents, teach your children, implement it in your homes. Take your children with you when, you, when you're going to learn. Of course, if they are and the age when they can understand because that knowledge, that inheritance of the prophets, of the Prophet wasallam, affirms the fitrah, keeps the fitrah intact the way it is. And as you know, in our society, there are many shubuhat and shahawat. There are many desires out there and doubts. Desires and doubts which our children come across. And if they are not firm, 
in their fitrah and their knowledge we will arm them to protect them therefore and if that can lead to them falling into doubts and desires and can cause the heart to be start being diseased and when that occurs with the sisters if it's not rectified then of course any misguidance miss any misguidance we need to misguidance so we need to take a proactive approach in taking a portion from the inheritance of the Prophet wasallam, so that we can implement our religion upon charity that we remove those doubts from the hearts that we cure our hearts from the marad of shahawat those desires and those pleasures that are haram and of course as mentioned brothers and sisters at the start of of the lecture we need to look at our hearts we need to consider the heart okay we need to pay attention and give due care and it to the heart we are very concerned we notice it very quick when our body gets diseased when there's a pain somewhere we notice it straight away and then we take the means to remove that but of course many are not aware of their hearts they do not consider the state of their heart and they neglect the state of their hearts and then any misguidance and it occurs and the hearts goes on deeper and deeper and deeper into shak into shahwa and the shubuhat and leads them astray from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember that in our salah salatullah in our salah where we recite we recite Surah Al-Fatiha in every rak'ah and in it there is اِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ guide us to the straight path and Shukran Islam Ibn Taymiyyah and he mentions that, that in it as well there's an indication that you're asking for Al-Amal Bil-Ilm to implement and in knowledge implement and in knowledge in the future you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about the ilm that you have the knowledge that you have you ask him that in the future keep you upon and implementing and acting and upon that knowledge and we will end here